Hi, my name is Keith, and this is Social Distancing. Love it. This is great. Episode 1. George Clooney, if you're listening, thank you. When I decided to start this show, I knew Keith would be one of the first people I'd be interviewing. Keith is my brother-in-law, and quite honestly, one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. He's the kind of person who would drop everything he was doing in a heartbeat to help you with whatever problem you may currently have. In this episode, Keith tells me a story about his twin sister, Mariah. They also, you know, twins have a certain type of connection. Well, growing up, I could tell when she was feeling bad and she could tell when I was feeling bad. But we connected on a different way on this day almost five years ago. At the time, Keith and his sister Mariah were in their first year of school at Arkansas Tech University, which is located in their hometown of Russellville. Everything's kind of finishing up on assignments for spring break because we were both going to Tech at the time. So, you know, nothing out of the ordinary, really, honestly, you know, even the months leading up. What was your what was your inclination that something was going on? I could tell it was weird, but before my mom and her were talking, I just kind of, I was real, just my stomach was real uneasy and stuff. I just really kind of wasn't feeling good. And I should have yeah. put two and two together because I know whenever she, she's feeling bad, like if she's sick, whatever, I get, I get a headache. It, it's really weird. I don't know how that works, but it does. Like the twin telepathy thing, I'm telling you, it's real. <laughs> I can tell, I can tell when she's not feeling bad. Like it, she doesn't have to tell me. I, I kind of like, no, but or like I talked to her, she's like, oh, yeah, I just really wasn't feeling good today or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's where that headache come from. So you've got a really bad poop pain and you can't decide. Oh, yeah. I was kind of, I was just gassing. The stomach was real uneasy. I just couldn't really get comfortable. I was just like, <laughs> So while Keith has this uncomfortable feeling, it turns out Mariah was feeling pretty bad, too. It was, and I air quote, back spasms. Back spasms. She is having her back spasms at her dorm room over at Tech. Her roommate at the time, uh, she walked her up because they were, they were really bad and hurting her pretty bad, got her TENS unit to put on there to help kind of control the muscle spasms in her back to help, I, I guess, not really control, but to kind of distract her of the pain. Yeah, remind me what a TENS unit is. A TENS unit is a, I guess, like an electrical module computer thing that has little electrodes on patches that you can put on, you know, either your knee, your elbow, shoulders, anywhere that you're having muscle pain. And it uses electrical, electrical currents to massage the muscle in order to relieve pain, tension, and all that good stuff. Where, where do you come into this picture? I come in at about 1231, you know, in the morning whenever her roommate brings her home. Because at that point, you know, my mom's, she woke me up like, hey, something's open my eye. I was like, yeah, no kidding. I already know because, you know, I got crap real bad. <laughs> like, All right. And stuff. And of course, I can hear my mom kind of talking and stuff, hear a conversation because she was up and kind of kept me up. And like a normal, normal college student, I was working on a paper that I had to turn in the next day. Naturally. That I put off until that night, you know, of course. procrastination. So I was already up, you know, trying to go to bed, settle down. That's my mom can't tell me, hey, you know, Mariah's coming home. She her back's hurting really bad. I was like, okay, all right, that explains everything. Okay, cool. Didn't think, really didn't think anything of it. And so that's whenever I come along is about then, and that's whenever stuff starts escalating. 
at this point she's home. It's late at night going into the morning of the next day. Correct. We have entered Thursday, right? Now she's home and where, what are we doing now? We are trying to help with the bad back spasms. Nothing seems to work. She's just can't get, she's trying to sit on the couch. Miss tries to go lay down in her uh, bedroom and she just cannot get comfortable. She's just, there's just been a lot of pain. No way she can get comfortable. So finally at about 2 a.m., we decided to take her to the ER and see what is going on while she's having these intense back spasms. We get admitted in and they take her back and they ask her what's going on. So she tells them, you know, what I've told you, what's going on. And they ask her the question, is it possible that you are pregnant? Well, with having very Southern conservative parents, that really didn't go over well whenever she said, maybe. Oh, no. Oh. She told me that mom, the look on my mom's face, if looks could kill, oh, the whole place would have been just annihilated. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I said, if you could hear a pin drop. So she says, maybe. And is this is this something that you thought to yourself more than maybe? Or, or was, it, um, was it kind of a, a surprise in that moment for you, too? Well, while this is all going on, my dad and I were just, we're out in the ER because it was just my mom and my sister back in the room. Oh, so you weren't in the room when this no, happened? No, we were just in the waiting area waiting okay. on. So me and my dad were just kind of sitting there pulling our thumbs, and we transitioned back to where they're at in the room. They make her do, you know, the, the pee test, and, of course, that came back that she was. So the maybe was confirmed to yes, and then my mom was really upset. Yeah, I imagine. Yep. So then they take her back to her room. And they do the blood test to see, you know, just to make 100% sure that, yes, this is, this is true and try to see how far along she is that they can tell based off of the, the blood sample. Okay, well, this is where the story starts to get interesting. They do the blood test and they say, well, it's, it, kind of, it comes back positive, yes, but they can't decide how far along she is. So they do a bunch of ultrasounds. I think she said they did like four and they couldn't find anything. Oh, man. Right. So they're like, eh, nothing is coming up clear. We can't tell if there's anything in there, what it is or anything like that. So the doctor was there. The scheduled OB couldn't go there. So they called someone else in and doctor said, you know, either the reason why this is happening and she kept on saying that she just had to go to the bathroom really bad. So like she just had to go to the bathroom, couldn't get comfortable. And they thought she was trying to either a miscarriage or had a tumor that was in a really bad spot. Oh God. So they couldn't find anything. Nothing was going on. They tried, you know, popping the hood and look and they couldn't see nothing out of the, out of the ordinary. <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on a second. They did what? <laughs> they popped the hood and they tried looking in there and they didn't see nothing out of the, out of the ordinary. <laughs> Checked around, all the belts and pulleys look good. Can we can we can we take a moment to to uh, remind people what it is that you do for a living? I like to work on cars, and I think I'm a good mechanic. Sometimes I get lucky, sometimes I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, I just didn't want to pass that by. They checked her out and all stuff, and they couldn't find anything, so they discharge us. I want to say about six o'clock in the morning. Oh God. Right, and then right before we leave, I remember right before we got her loaded up, she just had to stop, and I had to basically take my knuckles and just 
knee the dough and really just massaged her back because she just was she she looked so white it like Casper it was even funny that's how much pain she was involved but so we get her loaded up, loaded up take her home and they gave her a prescription for gas stuff because she just felt like she just had to go really bad and pain uh pills we load her up take her home get her home and she just goes to the bathroom because that's the only place she can get comfortable so this goes on for oh gosh about another hour and then i'm like well about that paper <laughs> i have i have enough to probably get a c which you know hey c's and d's get degrees baby i'm telling you i was like all right i got enough content i have filled the only thing i was worried about was getting the uh the word count in there i really didn't care about content because i wasn't that creative i decided to put a lot of extra words in there that probably didn't make a lot of sense but hey whatever works works i remember printing it off getting everything all set up take my paper back to my room and got it all organized up because that's where my backpack was. I was like, oh, crap, I got to get my keys to my truck. I gotta, you know, I'm not going to walk to school to turn it in at 8 because I thought it was a good idea to have an 8 a.m. class. And during that time, uh, she, she was just sitting there in the bathroom, just really uncomfortable, and she said, uh-oh, something's going on to my mom. Well, then my mom went goes and gets something, and then I'm on my way back to room to get my paper after I get my keys. My mom walks back in there. And then I hear her go, Mom, I know my name's not Mom, but I look. Oh, God. I kind of look to myself, and I said to myself, I said, Self, that's a baby. <laughs> I, I go for him. I just look. I have my paper, and I'm looking. And then I just put my hand on top of my head, and I have my head on, and I just go, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I actually said that. I'm surprised I didn't say a few other choice words, but <laughs> yeah. I, I've never been in that situation. I don't know anybody else who has been in that situation. Sorry, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Had you ever had you ever seen a baby like that fresh? No. No. <laughs> Hell no. That's a first. <laughs> yeah, I don't I've I mean I've seen babies after they've, you know been like spit shined and cleaned up but i've never seen one you know fresh out of the oven yeah right right at the the war scene yeah that was uh the what the horror scene uh, yeah it, uh, it, it, <laughs> it was it was it was rough i can tell you that uh i, I was a little bit scarred for a while um I was afraid to go in that bathroom for a while i bet i was like you know we're twins and all but i don't want to oh my gosh and Oh, it, it was kind of, it was pretty graphic. Yeah. She goes, uh, when she was trying to figure out, like, what, she's like, okay, what's going on? And then when she gets it out, my mom goes, that is a 40-week-old baby. Oh, my God. I was like, and she goes, that ain't a damn miscarriage. That ain't a damn tumor. <laughs> she used to give her a heck because she used to watch all of her uh, drama shows and stuff. She used to watch ER all the time. Yeah. She figured out, she kept it when we were little, to go get a nose sucker and suck out the the baby's nose and the mouth, and they got it to breathe. Oh my gosh! So after so, all this was said and done, after you know everybody clicked on the spells, and you know about a few months later down the road, we were, we talked about that. She goes, "Yeah, y'all gave me so much crap for watching that show, but look where we are. If I didn't watch that, know what to do? It may have been a different story." <laughs> George Clooney saved saved your nephew's life. Yes. Yes, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. (laughs) 
That is fantastic. So we get back to that, and then I'm still looking there in shock with my head on my my hand on my head with my hat pushed up, still trying to, you know, gather all what's going on. I mean, I know what's going on, but I'm kind of like, well, hang on, what? You know, is this a you know is this a dream? Do I need to wake up? You know, is this really happening? And she looks at me. And she goes, "You need to call 911." And all I could say was, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> yep. So I get on there and I call 911, and they say, "911, what's your emergency?" I said, "Well, I don't know how much of an emergency he is now, but uh, my sister just gave birth here at home." Okay. Well, uh, can you tell me uh, how old the baby is? <laughs> what? Yeah, I, 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 hey, I can't make this up. I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> and I said to her, and I was serious, because I really wasn't in the mood for putting up with people's crap at this time. Plus, I was running on probably... Zero sleep. Exactly. So I was, I was irritable <laughs> as all get out. I said, oh, I don't know. I get... Oh, hang on. He's got a diploma. Oh, he just graduated kindergarten. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm pretty sure he's about nine months probably just come out. Because that's, you know... <laughs> what it looks like i'm this is a rough guess oh my gosh okay well do y'all need help i don't know who all needs help i think she does my mom does i do you need to call the air force the national guard army marines the whole nine yards get them here <laughs> okay well, well we'll send somebody just as soon as you can to your way so, yes ma'am thank you how old is how old is the baby how old do you think it is <laughs> about nine minutes yeah, I was just like, oh, hang on, I gotta draw a new watch. I, I just that 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 kind of made me a little irritated. Oh my gosh! So and then I get off the phone, and then my mom calls my sister's boyfriend and wakes him up to let him know what's going on. Mm. Yeah, I thought, well, I'm glad I'm not in history. Yeah. So he gets woken up right at about I think now we're looking at seven forty-five to eight o'clock a.m. in the morning. And she wakes him up and tells him to meet us in the uh, on the baby floor of the hospital because, congratulations, you are a father. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and in all the meantime, I remember this. Uh, it's funny now looking at it. But uh, my mom goes and grabs her phone, and my, my sister asks, well, who else are you calling? She goes, I ain't calling nobody. Smile. This is the only pictures we're getting. Oh, my gosh. So they just take a picture of her in the bathroom, her holding aid and stuff, and just the look in her face. And, of course, you know, she had no color in her because she was in such pain because of, uh, you know, the trauma. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of a running joke for a while, that picture was, of how all that went down. But they all uh, carted her off and stuff. And meantime, while all this was happening, my dad was at, was it Walgreens, I think, is what they sent their prescription to? Yeah. He was there waiting on them to open to bring back her medication. So as my dad got home, my sister was on the gurney being carted off to the to the meat wagon. And <laughs> they loaded her up. And as she's leaving, she goes, oh, hi, Dad. Thank you for the medicine. Here's your grandson. <laughs> so whenever he left and came back in about an hour and a half, he became Grandpa. <laughs> so my mom was still irate that everything's going on. And... She hops in the back, so she goes, your dad and you are going to meet us at the hospital. Oh, all right. So I, uh, you know, tell dad what's going on, stuff, kind of give him a lowdown, you know, let him know that uh, Jesse's going to be there. He's, pro- he's more than likely going to meet us there because he has to drive with Clarksville. Yeah, he'll meet us there, we'll all go up and all that good stuff. Okay, and what was really weird, I thought my dad would just be 
ready to strangle him and beat the tar out of him. But he was just so happy to be and so giddy. He was so excited to be a grandpa. And just it kind of threw me for a loop. But still, nothing really would surprise me at this point. So that was pretty good experience. Yeah. A weird one, but uh, a lot of good come out of it. But it was in a very unorthodox way. So Aiden is turning five on Thursday. He is. I I can only imagine what happens when he finds out this story for himself. And who's going to be the one to tell him? <laughs> I joked to him, I was like, so, I said, all just aside, me being the, the jerk that I am, I was like, uh, so what exactly are you going to tell him, or do you want me to break it down for him? <laughs> he may not get it at the time, but he'll appreciate it when he gets you know, older. Uh, but, you know, this is not a typical, you know, yes, we've, we've prepared for this day. We schedule you in and all that stuff. And this is how it happened because, and we are very fortunate to have him as healthy as he was when he was born because she didn't know prenatal care, never went to any appointments, didn't have, uh, you know, I mean, she had OB, OB, but she never went and saw her and visited her to see her progress, to check on anything, no ultrasounds until, you know, the one they did early in the morning and couldn't find anything. When you look back on things, you kind of look at it and go, huh, how different could it have been? But thank goodness it wasn't. So, yeah, that's a good outlook on that. Yeah, that's kind of that. I mean, it's not like how we have to do it. It's kind of how I look at it. You know, we're just very fortunate to, you know, him to be as healthy as he was. And he's, oh, he's just honoring as ever. Just, if you didn't, you would never know anything would ever be wrong with him at all because he's just a normal little Spitfire five year old. Keith, you're one of the most positive people that I know. And so I imagine you have some wonderful words of wisdom. When I think about people who are listening to this, um, who are stuck in their houses and are uh, anxious or they're worked up or they're, you know, bored, senseless, what kind of what kind of advice do you have to people who are participating in social distancing? It's all temporary. This this will all come and go and stuff. You just need to do what you need to do for you. I believe in self care. Make sure you're good, you know, either mentally, physically, you know, depending on what the circumstances is and you know what this being, you know, the the virus stuff being so contagious and as serious as it's getting, you know, you need to make sure that you're okay distance yourself from others to keep you from, you know, getting someone else infected or yourself. Uh, but just know it's not going to be forever. Make sure, you know, you do all the precautions you need to, to keep safe. And if you do end up getting sick, which I hope not, you know, do the proper procedures in order to recover and, you know, talk to all your health professionals. Cause they'll know a lot more than WebMD will, because when you look at something up there, the hangnail, you'll, you'll end up dead within 24 hours. Stay off the internet too. That's my other word of advice. You know, you start feeling like this, don't start punching stuff in. You'll end up with nine kinds of deaths or worse. The only, the only reason you should go to the internet is to download this podcast. That is correct. I will second that. <laughs> Keith, this has been a pleasure. I'm so grateful um, <laughs> to hear this story firsthand. All right. Thank you for all of this. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Not a problem, sir. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good.